Welcome to the Potter's House Community Church's podcast. Join us weekly as we feature our Sunday sermons. The Potter's House Community Church exists to help people be shaped by God to be followers of Jesus Christ. We hope today's message encourages you as we dive into God's Word. So grab your favorite drink and let's listen to today's sermon. So show me your mysteries, my God. It would seem by God's providence that we have a very strange um, passage uh, for Mother's Day today. Um, But actually, I think it's very fitting. Uh, But yes, we're looking at the passage where Rebecca teams up with one of her sons to trick her husband. Um, And that's our Mother's Day passage for today. So that's fun. Uh, It is a longer passage. Uh, We're in Genesis chapter 27. So I want us to just kind of read the whole story. And then we'll go back um, and kind of pull some stuff out of it and, and unpack it a little bit. But Genesis chapter 27. When Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau, his oldest son, and said to him, my son, and he answered, here I am. He said, behold, I am old and I do not know the day of my death. Now then, take your weapons, your quiver and your bow and go out to the field and hunt game for me and prepare for me a delicious food such as I love and bring it to me so that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Now, Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to his son Esau. So when Esau went to the field to hunt for game and bring it, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau, bring me game and prepare uh, for my delicious food that I may eat it and bless you before the Lord before I die. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice as I command you, go to the flock and bring me two good young goats so that I may prepare uh, from them delicious food for your father, such as he loves. And you shall bring it to your father to eat, so that he may bless you before he dies. But Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be mocking him, and bring a curse upon myself, and not a blessing. And his mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go, bring them to me. So he went and he took them and brought them to his mother. And his mother prepared delicious food so as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the best garments of Esau, her older son, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And as the skins of the young goats she put on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. I mean, Esau must have been really hairy. Like, she's using a goat to, like, make, make her, his brother feel like him. Like, this dude had to, like, he, that might have been the Sasquatch. It might have been Esau. We just figured it out. Anyway, let's continue. And she put the delicious food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So he went in to his father and said, my father. And he said, here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I'm Esau, your firstborn. I've done as you told me. Now sit up and eat of my game that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, how is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? He answered, because the Lord your God granted me success. 
Then Isaac said to Jacob, please come near that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, who felt him and said, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. He said, are you really my son Esau? And he answered, he said, I am. Then he said, bring it near to me that I may eat of my son's game and bless you. So he brought it near to him and he ate and he brought him wine and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, come near and kiss me, my son. So he came near and kissed him. And Isaac smelled the smell of his garments and blessed him and said, see, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you of the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine and let peoples serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be everyone who blesses you. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had scarcely gone out from his presence of Isaac, his father, Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also prepared delicious food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's game that you may bless me. His father Isaac said to him, who are you? And he answered, I'm your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled very violently and said, who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? And I ate it all before you came and I have blessed him. Yes, he shall be blessed. And as soon as Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, bless me, even me also, oh, my father. But he said, your brother came deceitfully and he has taken away your blessing. And Esau said, is, is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has cheated me these two times. He took away my birthright and behold, now he has taken away my blessing. Then he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered and said to Esau, behold, I have made him Lord over you and all his brothers that I have given to him for servants and with grain and wine, I've sustained him. What then can I do for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, have you but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, my father. And Esau lift up his voice and wept. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be, and away from the dew of heaven on high. By your sword you shall live and you shall serve your brother. And when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck. Now Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him. And Esau said to himself, the days of mourning for my father are approaching, then I will kill my brother Jacob. But the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, behold, your brother Esau comforts himself about you by planning to kill you. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice, arise, flee to Laban, my brother in Haran, and stay with him a while until your brother's fury turns away. 
till your brother's anger turns away from you and he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will send and bring you from there. And why should I be bereft of you both in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I loathe my life because of the Hittite women. If Jacob marries one of the Hittite women like these, one of the women of the land, what good will, be, will my life be to me? And so she goes um, to Jacob, I mean, she goes to, to Isaac and, uh, and kind of gives a reason for Jacob to be leaving. But what we see here, and before we, we really dig into stuff, I want us just to, to really highlight the main passage. Like there, there's one part that really sums up what's going on here. And that was in, in verse 33 in the second half. Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me and I ate it all before you came? And I have blessed him. Yes, and he shall be blessed. That's the main thing of the whole passage. The main point we should walk away from all of this with is the fact that, that Jacob was blessed and that blessing was going to stand. That Isaac had given the blessing uh, to Jacob and it was the line of Jacob coming from Isaac that would be blessed. And you know what? It was. When we look back in history, um, it was the line of Jacob uh, who ultimately his name gets changed to what in a few chapters? Israel. And his lineage become the Israelites through which Jesus Christ himself comes into the world through which we have hope, through which all nations have hope in Jesus because of what he has done. I believe that the blessing that Isaac gives here uh, to Jacob ultimately points to Jesus. Let the people serve you and all nations bow down to you. I think that's talking about what's going to happen with Jesus. That it's not just, not just saying, Isaac, in your lifetime, but through you, through your offspring, through your lineage, through who you represent that's coming from you, let the peoples serve you and nations bow down to you. And that's what, what, why Jesus came. Jesus came to redeem us. Yes, he came to forgive our sins. He came to die on the cross to, play, to pay our price for us so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be made right with him. He died on a cross. He rose from the dead. And because of that, we can be made right with God because he's paid the price that we owe for our sin. But also what he did in that is he purchased the price for which it made him worthy, as we just sang, that every knee, every tribe, every tongue will bow before him in the end. And uh, this week I've been at some uh, conference meetings uh, with our, one was, it was two they put together and one was specifically relating to church planning. The other one was our denominational meetings uh, for our group of churches. And uh, I heard a common theme uh, running through them of reports from what's happening around the world. And do you know that, that Christianity, the number of Christians is on the rise. We're growing in basically every part of the world except for North America and Europe. But globally, right now, Christianity is expanding. It's growing. More people are becoming followers of Christ today than at any other point in history. That's what's happening globally. 
Now, a caveat, a little asterisk to that, that statement is we also have far more people in the world today than any other point in history, all right? Um, so just because more people are coming to Christ, yeah, but yes, that is happening. And, and Christianity is spreading, and it's reaching more and more nations. We're praying right now uh, for Lydia and Emily, and we haven't announced in a service yet because we found out after service last week um, that Gerald also um, is over serving overseas right now. Um, and uh, Haley was telling me she talked to him, and uh, he said that uh, they've already had Sunday there in Ukraine, um, and, uh, and so he preached at a church um, yet today, yesterday, however you look at time, when you think about time zones on the other side of the world. Uh, but yeah, and so we, we, we pray for those from our church that are going out to the nations uh, but also, we want to pray for all the nations that are right here, all the people groups that are represented right here in our backyard, for them also to be coming to Jesus, for those needs to be bowing before him, for the hope of Christ that we have to be spreading to others. And kind of the theme that was running through the conferences is, was, if this is happening globally, then why not here? Why not here? God, please come to the power of your spirit. Do it here. Bring people to yourself here. Move here in a mighty, mighty way as only you can. And I, I believe he can. I believe he, he will. Because I believe, yes, let all the people serve you and nations bow down to you. And he's calling people to himself. And, and maybe today that's you. Maybe you've never answered that call on your life to come to Jesus. I encourage you to do that today. I encourage you to cry out to him and say, yes, Jesus, I am a sinner. I know you are the perfect savior. I know you died on the cross paying the punishment for sin. I know that in that you can forgive me. Come, Jesus, please forgive me. Make me right with you. He can do that for you today. And that's how it starts. And that's how it spreads. Now, let's jump into this a little bit further. Let's kind of switch gears a little bit. And let's think about motherhood and what Rebecca does here. Okay? So, basically, the way I've always looked at this was she and, and Jacob just kind of came up with a con man lying scheme to trick a poor blind old man, right? Like that's kind of, that's kind of how I've always read this passage. But as I was working on, it, on this passage this week and thinking about it in light of it being Mother's Day, I'm like, man, how do we tie this together? Um, I started to think about her role in a little different light. And whenever I start to think things very differently than I've thought them before or I've heard them before. I go to commentaries to see if I'm like totally out in left field. Um, and actually some of the commentators have had the same thoughts that I'm thinking. So I'm like, okay, I, I can bring this to you and don't feel like I'm being a heretic or something. Uh, but what if Rebecca's motive that she's working from here is actually from being faithful to God. What if that, that is where she's actually coming from in this? You're like, well, how do you get to that, Wayne? Do you remember back a few chapters? 
A couple chapters ago, when the boys were, were struggling with in her womb, what did God tell her? God told her, hey, the older is going to serve the younger. So she's known from the time these boys were born that God's plan for their life was for, for the younger, for Jacob, to be the one that gets the blessing, the one that, that is in charge over the family, the one that, that is the bigger deal. God had revealed that to her a long, long time ago. And so, so, yes, maybe her methods might be a little bit off, but I think maybe her motive was maybe in the right place. Not just in the place of what we have seen also, that they definitely had favoritism between their boys and the family, and that was a whole uh, dramatic thing that was going on there. But, but maybe, just maybe, we can look at her and we can say, she was operating by faith. She was operating by being faithful to God for what God had revealed to her. So I don't know. I don't know which way you want to look at this passage, whether you want to see her faithfulness there or you want to see uh, just the mess that they made of the whole thing. Um, But whichever way you look at it, I I think you can be challenged from Scripture by that. Um, One commentator I was reading actually went so far to say that Isaac is the one that's in the wrong because he's like, well, surely his wife told him what God told her, and he is not following that. Um, and so therefore, uh, Rebecca's completely in the right to make him do what God wants, basically, is what she does. I don't know if I'd go that far, um, but that, that is out there. And so how, however you're looking at this, I, I want us to just know that, that what we see here I think her her motives might really be in the right place, but I think her methods of lying and stealing and con, con, you know just conniving might be kind of far off. All right, if we can just say it that way. And so, so what I want to challenge us with is maybe let's let our motives and our methods be driven by faithfulness to the Word of God. Let's let our, our motives and methods be driven by faithfulness to him. If you ever feel like you have to sin in order to follow God's will, I think you've got something messed up there. You might, you might feel like you have to sin in order to avoid the consequences of following God's will, the earthly consequences, but I don't think we ever have to sin in order to follow God's will. And so let, I'll just let you wrestle with that on your own. Yeah, so just just figure that out. So, all right. Um, but yeah, and so let's see how this works out for Rebecca in the end here. Chapter twenty-seven, verse forty-five says this. She's sending. Jacob away and he says until your brother's anger turns away from you and forgets what you have done to him then I will send and bring you from there and then she says this why should I be be bereft of you both in one day what she's saying is Jacob knows my involvement I mean uh, Esau knows my involvement Esau knows mom was part of this I'm written off. That relationship is dead. That relationship is done. 
And I, I don't want to also lose my other son as well. So my only hope in this place is to send you away for your protection, to keep you safe. Why should I lose both of you in one day? But ultimately, what does happen? She loses both of them in one day. Because we know that Jacob's gone for a good 20 years after this. Also part of the comedy to the story relating to how God works. Isaac's still alive when he gets back. This whole thing's based on Isaac thinking he's about to die and he got, he's got 20 years left, all right? You know, so we don't know God's timing. So if, you, if you're counting down your days, like it's in God's hands, okay? Um, but yeah, so we see here the tragedy of that. The tragedy of that story. That yes, Rebecca is left without both of her boys for maybe the rest of her life. We don't really know when she dies. We don't know if there was restoration with Esau or not. You know, some of those things, that they're, they're, they're not said in here. And some of you are like, oh, great, I see where you're going with this, Wayne. You're going to be Debbie Downer on Mother's Day. But this is a reality. And this is a reality I know that some of you in this room are facing. That yes, Mother's Day might be a reminder for you, not of what's good and happy in your life, but of what's sad and broken. Maybe Mother's Day is a reminder for some of us today that we can't call our mom anymore. Or we can't go see her. We can't go have lunch with her anymore. Maybe Mother's Day today is a reminder of you as, um, as a mother of what you grieve in your life. Either the loss of a child by death or the loss of a child by broken relationship. And I know that's real. I know that's a pain. I know that that's a pain that's very real in this room right now. And I just want, want you to know that it's okay. Now, I know you're saying, well, oh, thanks, Wayne. Started off with flowers. That was good. Now you got us all like thinking about what's sad in the world and broken. And... So let's see if we can turn this around. Let's see if we can turn the corner here. But I believe that, that Rebecca here was a woman of faith, right? And yet, even though from this day she was feeling heartache and she was feeling uh, that what was broken, she was feeling the consequences of the brokenness of this world that's caused by sin. I believe that after that, I believe she gets to spend eternity with Isaac and eternity with Jacob. Basically, after this, we don't see much more about Rebecca in Scripture. Um, we have the record that she's buried in the same place that uh, Abraham and Sarah and Isaac are buried. So all of them end up together. But other than that, we don't see a lot more about her life or her story. But I think in this story and what we see from her moving along, I think we can see that she had faith in God. And I believe that by the way that Old Testament saints uh, came to, to be able to have hope for eternity, I think she's in that group. And so even though she might have suffered the heartache of losing her boys for the next 20 years or so, I believe that in the end, she gets to spend eternity with them. At least with Isaac. We're not so sure about Esau. 
And ultimately we know that how that happens is through the blood of Jesus and the relationship with Jesus Christ and whether he has forgiven us. And so on this, this, this day, I just want to challenge us with all of our relationships, mothers to kids, kids to mothers, other relationships, any relationships. What ultimately matters in that relationship and with that person is do they know Jesus and have hope for eternity? The most important thing in any relationship is does that person know Jesus? Because when they do and when we do, there is eternal hope. Even if we are separated from them by death in this life, we have hope for after this. Not just hope for being with them, but hope for all of us gathered around the throne at the feet of Jesus praising him. Because that's what ultimately matters. So I want to encourage you today, and I hope you hear this as an encouragement, because I know for some of you that just took you like, I thought we were going up and you just took me down because I don't have hope for them right now. You can, it can happen. Continue to pray. I know many of you are faithfully praying for people that you love dearly who do not have this hope. Continue to pray and continue to share. Continue to point them to the truth. Continue to point them to Jesus and trust Jesus with it. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, we do thank you for the hope that's found in you. Lord, I pray for all of the the names of people that are on the minds of people in this room right now that are saying, please, Jesus, save them. Please bring them to the end of themselves and bring them to you. Bring them to the place where they, they need to be to have the same hope that we have. And I'll lift those up before you. I set them at your feet and say, Jesus, please work here. Send your Holy Spirit to convict, to draw them to yourself in the way that only you can. Lord, use us as your instruments to be faithful, yes, in prayer for them, but also faithful in sharing your truth with them. And Lord, we trust you that you're not done yet, that you're still at work. And Lord, we ask you to work in these lives, in the lives of these people that we love dearly, who we want to have the same hope that we have. Lord, awaken them, bring them to yourself. Jesus, we love you, and we thank you for who you are and for all that you've done. You are good, and in that, we can rest assured. In your holy, holy name we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Feel free to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and share with others. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit our website at www.potterschurch.ca or you can connect with us also on social media. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of our weekly sermon series. We hope that you have such an amazing rest of your day. Don't you feel yourself.